icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? abundance lover, or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This is an emergency bonus episode of Everything Iconic. I'm here with Whitney. Hello. Whitney, we have to talk about the Real Houses of New York, which in my in my world, <laughs> I think this was one of the best episodes of Real Houses of New York ever. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. Was, I was watching it last night and I was texting you and I said, we have to do an emergency episode this our civic I, and duty. I, yeah, it's our civic duty. I heard the alarm and I said, I will come. I will come. <laughs> the amber alert went off. <laughs> I was like, we need to We talk need like about our Ronnie. own phrase, our own color, maybe. Our own color. When, like you know how every cause has a color? Right, right. Like when it's an emergency pink housewife. It should pink. be pink. I feel okay. like I like I relate to pink. Yeah. Okay, so this episode was fantastic. So we start at the Berkshires. We're just gonna break down this whole episode. I took notes. I watched it like six times. <laughs> I feel like I watched it. Like it was on once where I was I did that thing where I was standing, you know, when I get really excited oh, about yeah. these houses. I stood for almost the entire episode. <laughs> like I felt like I was alive for the very first time. I mean, I was awoken. <laughs> You texted me and said, because you get the East Coast feed. Well, and I texted you. Let me tell you this. I texted you. I watched the East Coast feed. That's yeah. right. Because I watched from Sling Player. Okay. So I watched 
all East Coast. And I was 20 minutes in, and I think I texted you, like, this is the best episode of wow. all time. And we weren't even, I mean, we weren't even into the thick of it all. No. And then the episode just kept going. It kept heightening. It kept going, getting better and better. And I, again, kept standing. I was jumping. I was shouting. <laughs> it was like I was watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was so good. So we open, and these women are still costumed from their murder mystery party. Which I loved the murder mm-hmm. mystery party. I know there's been some, uh it's so boring. No, I loved Discourse. it. course. I loved it. I yeah. did, too. I did, too. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I didn't notice until this week that Bethany was actually wearing, like, a diamond thong on her head. Yes, yes. I, I don't know what the actual term is, but it, it is a traditional garb. Diamond, diamond thong, I <laughs> diamond thought. Was the, <laughs> isn't that it? Yeah, no. It yeah, great. so they were all sitting in their costumes, and we open with the argument between Bethany and Carol. Oh, what did you think? When Bethany says to Carol, you're really freaking me out here right now, Carol. Like, it was like a third wall was broken then. Like, yeah. Bethany was sort of like, wait, Carol, this isn't how we play this on camera. Like, what are you doing right now? And I thought that moment was so oh. interesting. I was like, oh, this is a real fight mm. between real good friends. Now, last week... I had, of course, talked about this fight somewhere. I don't remember where it is. Probably at the grocery store or something. <laughs> I mean, I like literally talk about these women at all times. Yes. So I'm not sure where I was talking about this. But somebody said, Bethany, gaslit Carol. And I feel like I've been hearing that oh. term gaslighting forever. So, I, of course, I nodded and agreed with this person that said they were gaslighting. And then I went and looked up the term. Uh-huh. And I think Bethany is gaslighting Carol. In what way? About what? Well, she kept saying you really need to calm down. Like, you're really losing it now. Oh, well, yeah, that's Bethany's motive. I mean, yeah, that is, it's, I would say gaslighting adjacent, because we all know, not to be political, but Donald Trump is the master gaslighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, Bethany's motive, as they later discussed in the episode, is, like, she, you know, uh, manipulates, controls, dictates the conversation by assigning emotions to other people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so tactical. She doesn't know. I, I generally believe, though, that Bethany doesn't Realize maybe like, yeah, it. like seven out of 10 times. I don't think she actually realizes she's doing it. Mm-hmm. She puts out <laughs> adjectives that are assigning emotions or thoughts to the other person. And they're like, hold up, don't speak for me. Right. And Ramona always criticizes her for this. Yeah. And for Can't her. put anything past Ramona. Nope. But like, because, you know, Bethany can out talk Ramona. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of goes by the wayside, but I actually thought the women, women this episode, like really dissected who Bethany is, mm-hmm. at least in the, these shows and in arguments, so well. Yeah, and yeah, gaslighting is kind of a part of it. I think Bethany didn't look good at all. She was very frustrating no. in that opening, and then you know we'll get to other moments where she was frustrating. But the whole episode. You know, I was thinking, like, is she edited poorly or are we just seeing Bethany for the first time because all the women are kind of exposing her a little bit? I feel like, yes, the women were kind of exposing her. They were a little... They seemed tired. They seemed Mm -hmm. overplaying Bethany's game. I was shocked. I did not see the episode going that way. No. no. I I was like, wow, these women are being very honest about how they see and interact with Bethany. Also, what do you make of the fact that uh, Luann and Sonia... I mean, Luann had a little moment with Bethany, but... Oh my what, God, which we'll talk about. So <laughs> but what do you make of them sort of coming to Bethany's defense and me on her side? Where in seasons prior, you know, yeah. she's really gone off at both Sonia and Luann. So it's shocking to me that those are the two that are having her back. Uh, yeah, that was shocking to me too. I mean, I think I think you get into a group think mentality, and Luann and Sonia are definitely they live on their own islands. Yeah. So I think their instinct is to maybe go with the person that's getting attacked a little bit. And also I think they both particularly look up to Bethany in a Mm -hmm. way, whereas the other woman 
don't look up to her. They maybe see her more as a peer. Yeah. But I think Luann and Sonia look up to Bethany. So we're at this dinner table. They're in their costumes. And at this point, they're still sort of sober, right? Like, well, I don't <laughs> think... <laughs> I think they were... I mean, oh, comparatively right. sober. Right, comparatively. <laughs> comparatively <laughs> to later in the episode, they were sober. And they're fighting, and Carol and uh, Bethany are going at it. And... There's Adam starts to come in, and so they keep saying Adam's an operator. They oh. kept saying that word operator, operator, and then Lou kept chiming in. <laughs> At one point, Lou said, "I don't give a shit about Adam." <laughs> it made me laugh so. Hard. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It was she, like much lower than yeah, I don't give a shit she, about Adam. She was just like in the background, like making these comments about <laughs> Adam, and I thought <laughs> Lou was drunk. At this point, yes, I would say Lou was she drunk. She was saucy, and she had a few moments where she was. I, you could see the wheels turning in her head to make the fight about her. Yes. She can like feel the attention going to Carol and yeah. Bethany. And she's like, how do I get this back? Uh, by talking about a 28 year old man. Uh, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about him. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, he slept on my niece's couch for six months. I was like, Oh, that's new info. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was revealed that Bethany had texted Carol. Can we be done with Adam yet? Which, was by it a the phone way, call or a text? Then? I believe it was a text. Yeah. Can we be done with Adam? That yet? is the best way to phrase that. It's true, right? It's so like, true. It's that like, was a moment where I kind of got on Bethany's side where I was yeah. like, yeah, can we be done can with we Adam? Can we be done with Adam? Look, you only have one good summer left. Uh, don't do that with Adam. <laughs> she, it's almost here. We have a couple more yeah. weeks till Carol's last official summer, on, good summer on earth. Yeah. I'm sure she, you know, because Carol's been telling all of us like, oh, it's a temporary thing, you know, I'm not in for some lifelong commitment. That's fine. Cool. Do you girl? But maybe now's the time to be done with him. Yeah. It's just, I don't, the Adam, Adam, I don't like Adam. I just so also fe- find operator to be such an interesting word. Choice. They all latched onto it. It was yeah. like one person said it and they were like, we're all going to keep doing it. At one point, Lou also said, he's just a boy from the Midwest. <laughs> It's like, I was insulted as a boy from the Midwest. Yes. I thought, what does this mean, Luann? I know. And I was like, Luann, did people say that about you? That she's just a girl from Connecticut when I she know. was in Italy, like living her best life? I didn't understand that insult. But then also, I loved it. <laughs> loved. I just loved Luann off to the side making yeah. those comments. She was so drunk. She was drunk. And she tried to get in Bethany's face at one point. Oh, my God. Yes. And it was such the most brilliant thing. Bethany just immediately was like, do you care that you have lipstick on your cheek? And that... Diffused, diffused it all. But all of it. literally Luann looked like she was going to physically fight her. Mm-hmm. Like she got up in her space and I was like, what are we watching? <laughs> like, yeah, it like got. Like it was very, you know, basically any other um, housewife's city because they get in people's yeah. faces and we'll go for it, you know? And that was the first time I feel like I've ever seen it on New York. I actually think so, Luann did get in Bethany's face after Bethany called her a whore last year at the Berkshires or two years ago at the Berkshires. Oh. Uh, uh, Luann sort of got in her face and she goes, oh, your hair's, my hair's like oh, you or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Luann. It's so good. Your hair's like mine. <laughs> and But she kind of did this creepy thing where she got physically in Bethany's okay. face, I thought. I mean, she's tall, so she's either tall. way... You're, it's gonna feel that way as a for, as a as a as a former tall person. <laughs> You're still your same height. <laughs> as a, as a similarly tall woman, you have to understand that your space is is a presence, and yeah. you can't use it negatively. As someone that has looked Luann in the eyes, I've been face to face with her. Yes, were you intimidated? Oh, yeah. I mean, she did not pay me any attention until she learned my last name. I've said this. Did I say it on the podcast? She was not paying me any attention. I was taking a photo with her. Yeah. Ignoring me, ignoring me. And then Ben, who uh, I was was also in the photo with us. He's from Watch What Crappens. Mm-hmm. Ben was like, this is Danny Pellegrino. And I think you follow him on Instagram or something. And she <laughs> finally like kind of turned around. She's like, oh, your family's the best. <laughs> 
you're a Pellegrino. You know, like I got real deep. You, you're a Pellegrino. My, I used to know the Pellegrinos. My ex-husband, the Count. You know, <laughs> the Count used to, you know, know the Pellegrinos. <laughs> Your face. Always sounds like she's got a bag of rocks in her throat. <laughs> but anyway, so she finally paid me attention when she heard my last name, and I'm telling you, it was intimidating. So then. All the girls spread out. And this I loved because the house is so fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> this house. They, they went all to had, go put their PJs on. They did. And they all had different places to go. And we got to see. How many camera crews do you think they had? I actually only think like two. Three maybe. Mm-hmm. But for the Berkshires, they should have Big Brother style cameras on the wall. Oh, they really know. should. Yeah. They 100% should. And at all times, I want cameras on them at all times. And I would literally pay for that Big Brother feed. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I could see a feed in the Berkshires, I don't even know how how much would I spend. Let me think about (laughs) this. would definitely take out a loan. I'd spend at <laughs> least 200 at least minimum. Really? I would spend 200 If they gave me a live feed of two days, let's say two days at the Berkshires. Okay. I would spend $200. No, at least. Would yeah. Uh, yeah. I would. Okay. I was shocked that it was a short bur- Well, we'll get there. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, how much would you spend? Um, would you take out a loan? <laughs> maybe. Would you sell I, an organ? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like my organs. Um, I would pay 100 bucks. Yeah, I think it'd be worth it. They could get so much money. Oh, yeah, I know. Bravo is really missing some opportunities. So uh, Ramona goes to Carol. Ramona's loving this fight. Even at that table, she was just so happy. She was like kind of like putting her hand over her mouth, like (laughs) a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I did feel like Ramona was very in control because normally she would have gotten into it. And she was sitting back. But she was smiling. She was smiling. But who wouldn't? It was so awkward. (laughs) God, if I was in one of a scene at the Berkshires, I would be smiling. Like they yeah. could cut to me at any time and I would have the biggest fucking smile. <laughs> like a manic, like, ah. Yeah, I would look so fucking crazy. <laughs> and especially, so there was a moment. Okay, this is, we're going to get to this moment that I think was the high point in the episode. To me, this was just the best. And it was sort of a, a moment that went so quickly. I felt like I had a whiplash. Afterwards, I had to go back and rewind and watch it over because I was just so shocked. It was. So we just come from that fight, and then it's almost like your our bodies, our minds were also overwhelmed with what we just saw. That is, we, we kind of aren't sure what's going on anymore. And the first thing we see is Dorinda coming out of a door with a cake, uh, right? and it's like floppy. It's floppy, <laughs> and Dorinda is definitely drunk at this point. Yes. She's in her PJs with maybe camel toe. She's she's got a hundred percent camel toe, and she's leading the charge with singing "Happy Birthday" to, to herself. herself. <laughs> to herself. <laughs> Like, it's not the rest of the crew or cast that has got the cake ready. It's like Dorinda <laughs> went to get the cake, and then she's like, we're doing my birthday cake. Yeah. And she is leading the charge. Now, she did say it was to defuse the situation, yeah. which I thought was smart. But, yeah. But there was also, like, an it was an alcohol-fueled decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, like, not. Yeah. So Dorinda's coming out of the door with the cake, singing happy birthday to herself. And then the most shocking moment to me out of this whole thing is oh. when Dorinda just Mrs. Dot fired herself into that cake, into the open flames of that cake. <laughs> so good. And sh- <laughs> shocking. Whitney, like, it was shocking. Shocking. She I put like her face tears. in the fire. I know. Here's the thing. Mrs. Doubtfire is maybe one of the greatest comedies of Ever. all time. One of my favorite movies. On my bucket list of life, I want to lay in a pile of puppies and have them kiss my face. Mm. I want to be 
caked in the face. Sure. I've said this to multiple close friends. It has not happened yet. No. It, it upsets me. Next birthday. We will. <laughs> yes, no one has done it to me. But I, I tried to do By the way, I tried to do it to a director I worked with on a movie. Like they brought out a cake for his birthday. It's like, are we pie? Are we caking him? Are we Mrs. Doubt firing him? And people were like, no. Whitney. Like people act like that's that assault. Yeah. Ava DuVernay is like, get Whitney out of here. <laughs> okay. But I love that moment so much. Mrs. Like yeah, the Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire moment, but, one, but you know what? She did Robin it twice. Williams didn't do in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Stick his face into open flames. Open flames. What? And then what is Dorinda made out of that she didn't Nothing. light up into flames? Was she yeah. not wearing any hairspray or anything? I can't imagine. It's quite the quaff she has. I would think it just her breath, the alcohol coming out of her <laughs> breath, would have sparked a flame. Oh my that god! Would have set that Berkshire's house on fire. You know what was weird too about it is like she did it once and kind of just got her nose. And then she decided she needed more of a reaction, and Uh she went in twice, and then, like, really just got it in her face. And that's when all the candles went out, and I thought, wow, to do it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Dorinda's, like, really doing a lot. Like, I feel like her whole thing this season and last season, it's like... What can I do that's going to make a trailer moment? Like what? or a new catchphrase for or a, a mug. Catchphrase. It's like everything is so pre-planned, and I'm not even mad. It doesn't even bother me. Like I no. almost like it more that she's doing this because it's so over the top and obvious that it's um, it's a comedy to watch. Oh yeah, like when they all told her in unison, "You made it nice." Yeah, I mean, you. She probably lost it in that moment. She was so so happy that her catchphrase got said by the entire cast. <laughs> the amount of glee that she must have felt. She's like, I whole... have to smash this pie in my face. <laughs> she just lost it, lost it. And was that just alcohol? That was that just alcohol? I don't. We'll move you on. Know, but I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like they're always on some sort of prescription med with alcohol. So I mean, because I hard. can't picture anyone sticking their face in a fire. No. I mean, okay. you see the fire. like, And yeah. you, and you feel it, by the way, Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it. Like, the closer your face is getting to fire, wouldn't you say, oh, this oh, is fire? Yeah. I mean, it's a ring. You're sticking a your head in fire. a ring of fire. <laughs> she just didn't stop. Okay, so that was the best moment of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but when she goes upstairs later and, like, is talking to Carol, and mm-hmm. Carol was like, you have, like, toothpaste on your face or something. Because Carol didn't witness it. Right. It was so funny. But the best was... She seemed, Dorinda seemed fairly unconcerned. Oh, I have, I'm not even going to explain to you. She's like, I always have something on my face. Always have something on my face. She wasn't even going to bother to explain it to Carol. But you could see, I I hesitate to call it a burn, but some sort of red mark (laughs) between her eyebrows, like a third eye. And I was like, that's a candle. Like, that is a burn mark. Sure, sure. It makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) <laughs> and like, like no one was like did you burn your face carol had third or dorinda had third degree burns from this <laughs> she literally put her face in fire oh could my you imagine God. you know on this is us do you watch this is oh us? yeah remember when jack like ran <sighs> back into the fire i don't know yes, why i'm going with this analogy so but sad. but basically dorinda did that she ran right <laughs> she went right back into that fire <laughs> Dorinda. And just to save herself. Dur- Dorinda, save for anyone. no reason, she didn't save no one. <laughs> you remember on This Is Us, some people were mad that Jack went back into that house to like get him, put himself in line of the fire. To and get the Dorinda dog. did it just for nothing. She didn't even now, save a dog. Very and there was a dog that needed saving later in the episode, which we'll get to, Coco. <laughs> yes, yes. But um, <sighs> in that moment where Dorinda went up and she had the cake on her face and Bethany and Carol, she was like leaving them alone. Uh-huh. Dorinda also said, she's like, I have a horrible camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because you stole this onesie that's probably made for a child that Bethany fits in, and you're wearing it because you own Santa? She owns Santa, yeah. That so scene weird. was tough because I feel like Bethany likes to get nude a lot. Yeah, why is she always nude? I don't know. I wish there was like some hot guys that got nude on this show. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. One of those murder mystery guys, I feel like I'd like to see that naked. I'm not sure how we could fit that in. I don't but know. None of those guys are very attractive. Oh, I liked them all, Whitney, even the butler. <laughs> so then there's like a makeup scene between Carol and Bethany. Oh, and, sad. Oh, wait. I wrote down the quote uh, right before this scene. Uh, Dorinda walked out and she said, I have a camel toe beyond belief. <laughs> beyond belief. Beyond belief. <laughs> I can't believe it. Beyond belief. So this was great. So we see Carol and Bethany kind of making up or talking out this issue and then while they're doing this and they're having this serious conversation upstairs, <laughs> the rest of the group is so fucking wasted. Oh, my gosh. Like, they're humping each other. They're, I mean, I don't even know how to explain what they were doing. Yeah. I thought to myself, do I do that with my girlfriends when I'm really drunk? No. No, I don't think I've ever. Maybe in college. Maybe in college. Like, you get, because you don't know sort of your limits with alcohol yeah. in college, so you get that drunk. Right. But, yeah, I was just like... And- and part collectively, of me, part of me thought like, oh, they. Th- I think they thought the camera crew went home because, like, you know how lately, like, all these housewives, like, you can kind of tell when they decide to let loose, which is like, then we start getting like cell phone camera yeah. footage and shit. Like, this was like, oh, they're gone, let's party, and it's like, no, we're still filming you, ladies. <laughs> also, now that you mentioned that, did you see the Beverly Hills Secrets Revealed episode? No, I couldn't. Bother. So they show. I know it was a terrible season, the worst I've ever seen in my life. But they had on the Secrets Revealed episode. Actually, was kind of. A cute episode, but there was a scene from uh, Terry or um, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, Terry. Actually, she would be you a know, Terry. Whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> Terry, uh, they were at Terry's <laughs> shitty beach house. And <laughs> I don't know that she'll want to come on the show again. Uh, they were at Terry's shitty beach house, and there was, was cell phone footage of the women drunk after the camera yeah. left. And it was just such a, you could see the difference between Beverly Hills and New York because the Beverly Hills, that really was cell phone footage of them drunk. Right. And they were just kind of like giggling a little bit and it was like pretty tame. And then if I'm going to splice that up, I need to splice up (laughs) Beverly Hills, you know, after hours and then New York after hours where they're just humping. There were open mouth, open mouth, kissing each other (laughs) at that cake moment. The cake, they're like, let's make out now. A lot of lesbian (laughs) vibes from that. And I look, I love lesbians. Sure. And bisexuality, but it was a lot. Like there was a lot of open mouth kissing going on with the cake. And then in their drunk antics, I wouldn't be surprised if Sonia and Lou hooked up that night. No. Yeah. I don't I, think yeah. either one remember it, but. Actually, Sonia seems sober because they were humping um, her on the couch. <laughs> Sonia just does that. <laughs> it was so good. So then we cut to Carol and Bethany who are having this serious conversation. And Bethany says that Carol is self-obsessed. She takes too many selfies. She got new clothes. Mm. What did you make of this? There's a lot to unpack in that conversation. Because on one hand, I've been thinking similar thoughts about Carol this season. I was thinking, you know, I love her new haircut. Love it. But yeah, she does seem to be a little more self involved I hate to say self-involved, focused on the exterior. You know, she used to be this bookish woman and and would put that stuff more forward. And now she's just putting more of her style stuff more forward. We've questioned her looks or sorry, her outfit choices before of like, they're sort of now sliding into like very real housewives territory. Mm -hmm. Whereas before she had more of like a downtown edgy vibe. And now she's just sort of looking like everyone else, which is, which is strange. But you know, 
I agree with Carol, though. She's the same person. Just yeah. maybe she's putting a little bit stuff different I mean, look, forward. She's been on Housewives forever, so of course she's going to lean gonna into rub being off. Housewife. Yeah. But then I thought that that was fairly pot-kettling, like, yeah, pot of Bethany. Sure. Yeah, because it's like... Hello, which I thought Kara will try to get back at her to be like, you take more. I mean, fuck, if we have to see one more stories of her, just the back of her daughter's head. Ugh, I know. When they're doing stuff, so And dark. I get really frustrated by Bethany's Instagram stories with yeah. the daughter because they do show the back of her head. And a lot of the times it like cuts out just as Bryn is like, mommy, stop. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> like, you can feel it. You can feel Bryn yeah. being like, stop. Be in the moment. So it's like, you know, if, yeah. if, if Carol, or sorry, if Bethany wasn't, quote unquote self-obsessed she would not capture the moments with her daughter or it would just strictly be about random you know business oriented stuff you know i think a lot of it too is bethany was so knee-deep in puerto rico stuff so anything probably would seem self-obsessed to her at that time because she was agreed doing all that charity work yeah but it just seemed a little like of all things you're gonna make this about which i think all the women were saying just say you're hurt just yeah. say you're hurt and you miss your friend. It's really that easy. And instead, they're both going for low blows. And I thought that was pretty... It was just sad to see. Yeah. I had a moment where I switched with Bethany. And I'll tell you when we get to it. Okay. But, uh, you know, I had a problem with Carol doing the book cameo. Like, that was where yeah. that was where everything flipped to me where I thought, ooh, there's something about Carol is going past the line that I thought we had drawn. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I might be on book cameo soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone wants it, but they um, did contact me. And so I know all like they, so they contacted me and then I signed up for it and learned all about the business model of it. Uh huh. And so they're making what, uh, God, what is it? They make 75%. So everyone, no. gets, they get to choose how much they're charging and then they make 75% and cameo just takes 25%. Oh, I thought you meant cameo makes. No, 75%. no. Cameo makes just 25%. Okay. So they make, and they get to set their price. So they encourage you to start really low and then you can change it at any time okay. and they get the money like almost immediately. Okay. So everyone, please go do one. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants it. Um, for me, the line in the sand with Carol was when she started doing two, uh, FabFitFun right. boxes. Right. Now, again, if I had an Instagram and I got that sponsorship, I would happily receive my FabFitFun boxes. Totally. But I thought that that was a line in the sand for Carol. Yeah. Something about it just rings false with her doing mm-hmm. it. Like if Ramona does it, I get it. It yeah. seems normal. It's like that's the person Ramona is. But Carol just, we always thought she was above it. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now she's just accepting. Yeah, what is that? We need like a term for that. Gross. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we're also getting timestamps in this episode. So while they were having uh, that conversation and they were drunk in the bottom, it said like ten twenty two p.m. Yeah, and I, I thought, love wow, it. I love a timestamp <laughs> episode. <laughs> and it was so. And I mean, maybe I, this just shows my young age still, but it was so early for them to be so drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when did they start? When <laughs> yeah. did the murder mysteries start? I mean, we got two episodes out of like two hours, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because this was over the course of one night, and we got yeah. two episodes. Yep. I mean, well, what? God, I love these women. So then we wake up and it's the great, it's another great housewife scene. Like I was so happy. They were all so hungover. <laughs> we're in the room with Luann, Sonia, and Bethany. And Luann is just like, water, <laughs> water. <laughs> like Luann's voice when she hung, when she's hungover, it lowers two octaves. And she just kept shouting, Water. Never. That's the voice like I wish I had when I was a closeted gay boy. Like I would try to do, like you know how you, I'd overcompensate by trying to do like a lower tone. Like, water. 
And so Bethany, Bethany even said, she's like, it's like I slept with Darth Vader or something. She said, it's like I'm waking up with Darth, Darth Vader, which made me laugh so hard. Lu- was just so aggressive for that. Water! And when they like, this is why Bethany is such a good reality TV, is she sums it up. She's like, I woke up with Darth Vader. Then I look around. I'm like, what room am I in? There's fish on the wall with hats on it. And they had set that up in the last episode. It's so good. It's so weird. And then, by the way, Luann and Sonia were on a pull-out couch bed. <laughs> it's just so good. Like, it's so... God, can we, all, can we... Let's just take a moment of silence and just admire how hilarious this was. Okay. <laughs> was just, but there is so much comedy to be... And you, you, oh. we do need Bethany to call it up because as you're watching this, like the Dorinda putting her face in the fire moment, mm-hmm. it's like if it's moving so fast. New York yeah. moves so fast yeah. through story and through comedy and through everything that you almost do miss it. It's yeah. like you, you have to be reminded to take this in. Like there is a fucking fish on the wall with a, a Santa hat on it. <laughs> like are we need to call this out because it is ridiculous. But if we're also trained, I always feel yeah. like if there's, you know, that I had a task rabbit. Do you ever hire uh-huh. a task rabbit? So I hired one to put. I put together this to put together this piece of furniture in here. So Just I had. Call me. I love putting together furniture. I know. Well, I had a free thing. Like if okay. you sign up. Long story. But anyway, so I had this guy in here, and I had Housewives on. It was the murder mystery episode before. Uh-huh. And before I left the room, I was like, do you want me to change it? And he's like, oh, whatever. So, of course, I left it on. I was like, <laughs> sure. you're going to watch it. He needs it. to see it. Yeah. He was a straight guy, and I was like, <laughs> you need to learn this world. <laughs> so then when I came in to check, I, like, stopped. And, of course, I got entranced in the episode because it was playing, and he's working on this thing. <laughs> and I'm just kind of, like, staring at the TV in the same room as him. And Was he hot? No, oh. no. I mean, he was good looking. I think his name was, I don't remember, Kenneth or something. I don't Kenneth. That's neither here nor there. But the episode was on. They were in the middle of the murder mystery. And he's like, what are they doing? And I was, so then I like had to break it down for him. I was like, these women, you know, they visit the Berkshires house every year. And then I went into like a backstory about the Berkshires. I was like, you know, we call it the Berserkshires. They go there every year. And there's. I was like, one time, you know, Heather tried to talk to Bethany and Bethany told her, just leave me alone. And she started crying at the table. And then another time, Bethany called Luann a whore. (laughs) And then one time, you know, Kristen, there's this woman, Kristen, and she was like an old model. And then she had a nail polish in the line named Person of Color. (laughs) She's no longer on the show anymore. But, uh, you know, people criticize her and she said, whatever. And her husband was a mess, but he ran e-boost. And then, you know, she came on because she was friends with Heather. Now, Heather was joined the cast because uh, we lost half the cast in this big makeover. And Carol, Aviva, Aviva threw her leg at a table. So I'm like going into this whole backstory of these women. And he could not have cared less, but he thought it was batshit. He like, Uh you could see in his face, he thought like, what is this show? Like it's, I thought it, he he had obviously heard of The Real Housewives, but I don't think he ever knew how crazy it is. Yeah. And so when you do see it out of context, it's like, is crazy. But because we're consuming it at all hours of the day. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, like, oh, yeah, it's there's just a blood. fish on the wall. Yeah. Who cares? No, I know. We need, we need the synopsis because I, I also think when people criticize these shows that don't watch them, they say, oh, you're laughing at the people. And I'm sure Sometimes. there are some viewers... Yeah, that like that's all they watch it for. Like, oh, I'm so much better than these people. I generally watch it because it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. these weird ass moments, these situations. Like it's all funny. Sometimes Hilarious. it gets dark, but you know, like the it's just such a situational comedy. Like it's amazing. It is water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I love that Dorinda oh, woke the- them up by being like, "Get your own coffee," yeah. and then like. They're- 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flown at Activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, Again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic.
There's a Luanne, coffee bar downstairs. Luann was like still drunk, I think. And she like oh, yeah. gets, she like pulls um, Dorinda in the room and then shuts the camera out. Okay. I was like, what is happening? And then they had a little breakdown moment. And Bethany yes. even on camera said she had Ambien and wine the night before. Yes. So they're, you know, something's going on. Did you, okay, so you know how uh, Roseanne said, you know, she blamed Do her racism on an Ambien? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, we're not going to get into the Roseanne stuff, but I did a test last night where did I... <laughs> Of course, like I would never, I've taken Ambien before bed. At one time on this podcast, I talked about how I took Ambien before I watched the Beyonce concert. Uh, uh-huh. And obviously Ambien doesn't make you do that. But so I took an Ambien. I was like, I'm sorry, it doesn't fun. make you racist? No, not at all. It does not make anyone <laughs> racist. That's a bold faced lie. But, um, but I just thought it'd be fun. It was in my head, you know, after she said that. And so yeah. I was like, I need to take an Ambien tonight. <laughs> so I took an Ambien. And the only thing I tweeted was that Entourage won a Peabody. Did it really? It did win a Peabody. Are you serious? I swear. Isn't that shocking? No one liked it, and I deleted the tweet the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Pellegrino. <laughs> so, but anyway, so Bethany had an ambient and wine, and I want more cameras on her at that point. Like, she couldn't sleep. Yeah. So where are those night vision cameras? We need night vision cameras for sure. Like, Bethany was surely doing something crazy yeah. on ambient and wine that night. Oh, my God. So then we get back to the city. Which, we, by the way, they were only at the Berkshires for, like, a day. Mm-hmm. I was thinking this was going to be a three-day affair. I mean, it was amazing. We could have ended the episode right there. Yeah. And I would have been satisfied. I would have been like, give him an Emmy, give him a Peabody. <laughs> if Entourage <laughs> can win a Peabody, I mean, there's seriously. no reason that this should not win a yeah. Peabody. So we get back to the city and we have a cute little scene with Sonia and the contractor, which I just... Oh it. my God, I forgot about that. It was like... But here's the thing. Like, <laughs> if that was... That Sonia contractor scene... Oh. In any other city, that could have been part of the episode. I've been like, that's the highlight of the episode. Exactly. It's so funny. Yeah. But this was just so jam-packed with everything. I know. It was like, I, you know, endorphins were just flowing uh, so freely. I forgot about it. And the camera even focuses on the guy in the background, like the <laughs> assistant to the contractor who was just like reacting. He was like, wait, you had sex on the, huh? Why yeah. are you telling me this? Oh my God. <laughs> it was so funny. I think also Sonia had a bump it in her hair, right? Oh God. Her she, hair looked uh, good. It looked fantastic. Oh, it did? She... Just pause, time out. She looks so yeah. good. And uh, later in the episode, uh, Bethany does mention it. Yeah. But she is glowing. Like, she looks Ramona good. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Just, like, fresh in the skin and, like, bright. Oh. It was fantastic. So we're going to talk about that. We get to the white elephant party at Bethany's house. Mm-hmm. I and love everyone, a white elephant party. Me too. And everyone looks so good there. Yeah, they really did. Although Dorinda's turtleneck was disturbing. <laughs> oh, Dorinda also had a new confessional look this episode. Did you see? Uh, Where she kind of had like a little bit wilder hair and then a different top that I would have never pictured Dorinda. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, she's not the style star of this. No. (laughs) I always feel like she just goes to John's dry cleaners. Like, what do you have (laughs) that's free? Or or something that's sparkly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I felt like she either had hickeys. Water. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to do it again. She had like hickeys on her neck that she needed to cover with that. Or like she got some skin work done on her neck. Like She had candle burns, Whitney. Oh, right. She had candle burns. That's exactly <laughs> what she had to cover up. Uh, I love Bethany's apartment or how, what do you yeah. call it? Is it a condo Which, house? Uh, I think in New York they call it her living space. Condo or living I don't space. know. It's beautiful though. It's beautiful, but, I like but it. she left that one. I know. And her new one's great Oh my too, God. Her though. new one's insane. Yeah. Uh, but the girls all look great. And then we have a scene which, so I texted you when I watched it on the East Coast hours. And then you started texting me as you watched it on the West Coast <laughs> yes. time. And you were texting me at this moment when the nutcracker was delivered. I, and what did you say? You've never seen a reaction like that. Yeah. Enough. Like, I can't process it. It's still, I went to therapy today and I should have talked to him about it because you I, I really need to walk. Yeah. I need to uh, work through it. Yeah. It And I actually thought of, 
Water. Um, The performance Bethany put on that in her head was genuine, but she put on such a show. The Nutcracker's here. Like she might as well have humped that thing. It it was so over the top that I would have thought, is she high? Like, is she drunk? Like, is she on cocaine? Like what's going on? And then for her to like, um, just like de facto be like, put it here. Mm-hmm. With no shame, no hi, how are you? I mean, she gave that man a hug, but there was no personal interaction. I know. It was yeah. so gross and weird. And I was, yeah, there's so many layers to it. I had to really work through it in my brain. And then in the confessional, Dorinda says, I mean, a simple name check, a thank you, whatever would have yeah. done it. I still have yet to get it. And it's like, then Bethany says in her confessional, I mean, I put on a whole show. Did she need yeah, any more? Yeah, it's like. That- yeah. Yeah. Just say thank you so much, Dorinda, for helping this happen. Like Dorinda would have preferred a thank you instead of that show. That whole hump show. Yeah, it w- I agree. It was. Uh, it was just really weird. And then also, because yeah, she did put on that big show, but she did also say thank you to that gay man that delivered it. So it's right. like you could have just. But it didn't feel sincere. W- no, no, not at all. But no. I'm sure if she just said, "Oh my God, thank you, Dorinda. This is yeah. the best Mother's Day," and she said some other versions of that with no thank you involved. Oh, I don't even feel like she said another version. But she version. was also just like putting on such a, 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 a to-do that it yeah. was like she couldn't even settle for a second to say thank no, you. No, yeah. I, it was just weird. It was really weird. I feel like she bought it, right? Like I think she had to pay money for that. It wasn't a gift. Bethany or Dorinda? Yeah, Bethany. Yeah. So I think Bethany bought it. So I think in her mind she thinks, I don't need to thank anyone because oh. I paid for it. Yeah. It's like, but she did the work to find this one-of-a-kind thing, da, 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 and you could be thankful for it. However. Okay, so yes. Yeah. Also, though, I think as someone who's watching Bethany getting married sure, will love this. When she was like, I always have to have the best Christmas gift. Did you hear her say that? Yes. It was yes. so dark. Yes. And she was just like, Bryn, yeah, yeah she, it was literally so her that's, saying. That you're, that you're exactly right. That's why she put on that show because it's not about the Nutcracker or no. anything. It's about showing up Jason. Happy. Yeah. And now she's like, my daughter's going to love me more because wow. I bought her this thing. I just got goosebumps. That's it. it. That's exactly so it. She wanted dark. to show up Jason happy. Ah, uh, it was so dark. I wonder what Jason got, Bryn. Maybe Probably pooped a... in her toilet or something. <laughs> oh my God. That's what he does. Oh, I hate Jason. Oh, I know. Oh, oh, I meant to text you this. Um, there's some guy that's giving me Jason vibes. Who? Oh, he's on some show. On a Bravo show? Jason just, I, I'll you know. To, I'll have to tell I'm you. on the, you know, so I watch Bethany getting married and I'm Bethany Ever After and he looks visibly worse. Mm. Like, I don't know, his face looks uh, more sunken in and more... Yeah. Like, there's no blood in his face, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. there's no color in his face. And mm. I don't know. It's just dark, and I hate him. But I love watching that show. <laughs> um, so then we're having this white elephant. It was so great. There was no thank you to Dorinda. Then there was this moment where they're doing the white elephant, and Ramona gives away her anti-aging gift. Mm. And she says to Luann, like, I'm doing my own anti-aging thing. And then Bethany literally asks. And this is this bugged me about Bethany. And it bugged the girls, too. But Bethany said to Ramona, like, what did you... Because Ramona just said it off the cuff. It was not even... I don't even think Ramona said it to be on mic'd or, yeah. you know, to be on the air. She kind of said it off. And then Bethany set her up because Bethany goes, what did you just say? Like, did you just gave that to her? And then Ramona repeated. She said, oh, yeah, I gave it to her because I have an anti-aging. And then Bethany goes, oh, like, you were just doing an infomercial. You can't do one thing nice, you know? Oh, my God. And I thought, oh, that was just so gross because we have to look at all your fucking products. Yeah. Your skinny girl jeans and your uh, drinks and all that shit. Yeah. 
And you can't even... I love the K-Cups, though. I love the skinny roll K-Cups, <laughs> FYI. I'm so brand loyal to the half-calf K-Cups. <laughs> They're my fa- one of my favorite products. Brand loyal. I'm very brand loyal. Um, I agree. She said... Um, she said Ramona. She said Ramona, up. Up, yeah. And then Is that Ramona... gaslighting? Do I understand the definition? Um... No, that's, so not, that's not setting someone up isn't gaslighting. It's okay. like, but Bethany is like close to gaslighting. Yeah. But she set her up to like knock her down. Yeah. And then Ramon is like, okay, lady, first of all, I didn't even, I, I wasn't doing this on camera to be a promo. Like you do fucking everything. Yeah. We see every I was product. just saying it. And she was unhappy with her beauty blender cleaner that she obviously doesn't know what a beauty blender is, which we have. I, that disturbs me on so many levels. And water, <laughs> water. She's like, you got me a cleaner for my brush. I was like, it's a beauty blender, bitch. Do you not know what a beauty blender is? Like, come on. So Blue just wanted a glass of water. <laughs> but I just thought that was so foul. And then, but it was and like it's the so second. Bethany. It's so, so Bethany. Bethany. But it's yeah. like, girl, we're calling. Like, then all the women were like, we're gonna call you on this because you've yeah. done this for seasons. And we're gonna we're gonna show you up and be like, look, this isn't a good gameplay anymore. No, no, we see you right through you. So then we cut to Lou mentioning that she's going to Florida. She's spending, and this was like sh- this was chilling to me because of course we know what happened over Christmas Day or Christmas Eve mm-hmm. with Luann's arrest. And so her talking about how she's going there, and she seemed like visibly upset about it. Like she yeah. she seemed weird about it, right? Yeah. And so she's tells us and i got chills because i thought we know what's gonna happen. know what's gonna happen i got chills when she said that she rented a penthouse yeah 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 but and and bethany you know speaking we were just talking about bethany but she said something she let that out that he was seeing some guy oh bethany just wants everyone else to look like shit she She like purposefully spits out stuff to make she knew that bethany's smart enough to know not she shouldn't have said that right and she kind of did, she said it, and then she thought, oh, I'll mention in my confessional. I, I accidentally did that. I yeah, I don't think I believe her there either. I don't either. I think she knew what she was doing. Because she definitely pr- side, side produces the show, like mm-hmm. Lisa Vanderpump does. or She just does Nini a better does. job than Lisa Vanderpump. Right, yeah. Like, you know, we don't see it as much as maybe like LVP. But Bethany is definitely like the side producer on the show. That is fine. I get it. Like, you know. As long as she's doing a good job. As a, long as you're doing a good job. But she, because of that, she thinks she's untouchable. And because she has obviously her own um, value issues about like what's about what uh, makes her a good person or not. But like you can't just say all this shit and not expect at some point for one, let alone all of these ladies to come back at you and be like, you're not being nice. Like you're being literally a mean girl. But I'll tell you, I switched soon and we'll get to it. But Mm -hmm. uh, we also hear Luann say in her confessional about Tom, she says, I mean, why can't he just lay low? (gasps) Lay low dick. (laughs) (laughs) Lay low dick. dick Oh my god! I've I was never, shocked. I've never seen heard Luann say no. dick before, and it I was just it. with that firmness of like fuck Lay you, low dick. <laughs> like oh, and her eyes were just like focused mm-hmm, and locked. Mm-hmm. And then Bethany says, "Carol is sad." She said, "Did Carol seem sad to you?" And that is was, this gaslighting? <laughs> that was gaslighting. Okay, that is okay. Yeah, because I didn't think Carol did seem sad. No, and, and then she's stirring she the pot. Kept she's telling that. everyone she must feel sad. And when Carol in her confessional was like, "No, if she really thought I looked sad, she'd pull me aside." I was like, "Yes, that's so, what you would do to a friend." Do you think? Bethany's actually the sad one and she was saying it about Carol or do you think she was just purposely trying to make Carol look bad? In this case, I think it's a little side producing making Carol look bad, but I also do think Bethany's a little unfulfilled. So again, that scene would have been enough for a whole episode. That white elephant party would have been enough. I mean, first of all, they don't understand what a white elephant party is. No, no, no one switched. I know. (laughs) No one switched gifts. They all just basically kept their own. And then Rona didn't even switch. She just gave Gave her 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 her
And I was like, no, Ronnie, you could do that, but like. Then you have to take the beauty blender. Yeah, it's like you get to go home. Everyone goes home with a gift <laughs> at White Elephant, whether you want it or not. Uh, so then we have the blood drive with no blood, which reminded me of the fashion show oh with no fashion. Yes. It was like none of the women <laughs> blood could get blood. Because they went to Mexico. Because they went to Mexico. Oh, I love the production did not suss that out before they put It's like we're doing this blood drive. And Sonia showed up in a gown. Oh, my a God. A blood drive gown. It. She was like dressed to the nines. And she was, Sonia was doing like some weird uh, spatial work in this yes. scene where she was like <laughs> sitting with the patients. At one point, a woman patient was like rubbing, rubbing Sonia's her. butt. Yes. Right? Like it wasn't. It was so And no one strange. was commenting on it. No, but who walked in? It was like Ramona, and she walked in. She was what? What is going on? And she had like shifty eyes. Ramona, like, uh, what's Ramona, happening? <laughs> Ramona's always got shifty eyes. But yeah, I was like, what is going on? Like, is Beth or is Sonia going home with this woman? <laughs> yes, it was unclear. And then there was a weird moment where Bethany's assistant or something oh. came in. Oh, and, that pissed me off. The assistant came in and was like, oh, where's the person in charge of this blood drive to Luann? And then they brought the other lady over and she's like, Bethany couldn't make it. And it was also rehearsed, but she wanted to send over these gift cards, $1,000 in gift cards. gift cards. Yeah, which she had from the, the Puerto Rico stuff. Yes. Now I have several things to break down here. Yeah. The Red Cross is also an interesting nonprofit. Okay. okay. Do your research, folks. But I'll just say that. Okay. So I thought Bethany made... Quite the point, aside from the performance that her assistant was doing and like needed to hand it directly uh, to the woman and do this whole thing, to give them gift cards is not their jam. They're a money, uh, money, and then they buy supplies. So it was kind of like a fuck you. That's really what I felt like. That's yeah. what you took from it. Uh, yeah, it just was like, that's not what they do. And when the assistant was like, because we really want it like in their hands. And mm-hmm. it's like, I get you. Like, I get that you're trying to be like all like, we're the better nonprofit. But also, girl, like, come on. Like, yeah. you don't need to be Bethany's, like, side piece here. Just hand it. I wonder if that's why Bethany was very adamant about the girl being on camera and saying that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so weird because, you know, like, in Celebrity Apprentice, when you show up and give money to your friend, you give it to the friend. You don't go, you don't make a big deal yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. I need to give it to the Red Cross person. You're there for Luann. That was Luan. what I thought was weird. It, it was, was like, so why couldn't she just give it to Luann? Like, why was yeah. the girl miked? It was very strange. Yeah. It was strange. So then, uh, and Carol brought cookies, which I thought was cute. That was really yeah, cute. Yeah, was cute. Um, and they all talk about Bethany there. They're all yeah. talking, and Dorinda's mentioning how Bethany never thanked her from the Nutcracker, and they're all talking about Bethany. So then we get to another, God, wow, another <sighs> so iconic much. scene that, you know, uh, would have been enough for a whole episode. It was Ramona on the street. Oh. And Ramona gets a call from Bethany. She takes it on speakerphone and she's walking Coco. Poor Coco throughout the entire scene was in the middle of the road. <laughs> the fact that Coco made it out alive Aww. is shocking. I mean, good job, Coco. Yeah, good job, The Coco. cars were probably all swerving away from Coco. <laughs> but Ramona <laughs> is telling Bethany on the phone that you don't support other women. And Beth- Ramona really let loose on Bethany. And I think, well, two things. I think Ramona was right in everything she was saying. And yep. I thought actually Ramona came in loud and clear, which yes. normally she doesn't. Yes. And even though Ramona was saying like audacity and like she was yeah. mixing up words and stuff, I still feel like Ramona came across very intelligent and she knew she was in the right for once. Yes. And she was very succinct in mm-hmm. in what she in was saying. And explaining what was wrong with mm-hmm. Bethany. But then I also flipped where the whole episode I was like, oh, Bethany's gross, Bethany's gross. And then there's something in me where I thought, Bethany is kind of sad, like a tragic character in this mm. moment. Because Ramona was saying, you don't have, what did she say about friends? Like you don't, and and Bethany on the phone herself said, I don't have a lot of friends. Right. And that was the moment where I thought, oh, wow, this is 
I don't think Bethany does have a lot of friends. And I yeah. always have stuck up for Bethany and said, oh, she actually has more friends than people think because on her spinoffs, she's always got that Jake gay mm. and like a few other randos. Mm-hmm. That one girl she had, a girlfriend she has from Miami. And, but I actually don't think Bethany has a ton of people. And it did, for some reason, it all, something clicked with Bethany where I was on her side again. Interesting. And I was thinking, you know what, it's sad. She doesn't have a lot of people in her life. She's at that horrible ex situation and she's probably doing all this uh, hurricane relief and all this Puerto Rico relief because uh, to take up her time and energy, right? Mm. And, you know, catch 22 because then she's spending so much time doing charity that she doesn't have enough time for friendships. Well, what was the reason that Bethany called her to begin with? She was going to tell her off about... She said Ramona was enjoying too much about Carol and her fighting. And I think Bethany thought that care, uh, Bethany thought that Ramona kind of nudged it ahead too far. Oh, right. Because Bethany said, I heard from, mm-hmm. so- or I heard from Sonia. No, no. I think she said Dorinda. Cause Dorinda's oh. doing a lot of back. I thought it was Sonia, but. Oh, okay. So she heard from someone about what went down with the Red Cross yeah. and then decided to just let Ramona have it, yeah. which I felt like was weird because from what our point of view, Ramona wasn't that involved in it, but Ramona is Bethany's old time, you know, nemesis. nemesis. So I'm going to just let this woman have it. And I thought that was strange and hard because it's like, I don't think she fully deserved it, but to psychoanalyze Bethany on, on where you're going with the, with what's going on in her life. I think she's, she doesn't have a lot of deep friendships. Mm -hmm. Like Ramona seems to, you know, she has that weird woman's lunch every year and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Like she seems to have like, let's say like, you know, on a scale of one to five, five being the deepest friendship, like a lot of threes, a lot of threes. And Bethany has like maybe two fives yeah, and that's it. And then not a lot of other things, you know? So I think in that way, and like you said, I think one of her best friends is the, is that friend of hers that lives in like Miami or whatever. Mm-hmm, I just don't mm-hmm. think they're active in her life. So yeah. I think she is like, you know, a little unfulfilled emotionally. And so, yeah, maybe she's reaching out on her nonprofit arm to like feel that, but that's no excuse to like just fucking rail, rail someone. Totally yeah. And from a production angle, I thought that moment was so interesting because you can tell that that scene, you know, mm-hmm. cause we know they like have a call sheet. Ramona was just going to do like a walk a walk with her dog. And then Bethany called her because normally they would have a camera on Bethany as well. So I don't think this was planned because also they had a steady cam and you can tell by the way it's shot. Like it was strictly just supposed to be a walk with Ramona. And this is my belief. Yeah. (laughs) A walk with Ramona. And then when it became Bethany calling her and like laying into her, they're like, Oh shit, stand on the corner. And we're just going to like, that's why it was so cinematic with like the camera moving back and forth. Cause it was a steady cam. So like they were just like, we're going to move because otherwise it would look weird. And so like, I think that was totally off the cuff because also it was the most unguarded Bethany has sounded in a long time. That's what I was going to say. It's like, didn't sound like the normal Bethany. And I think that's why I felt sympathy for her because it didn't seem like she was pre planning what she was saying. No, it's, yeah, it felt very, Raw. But so do you think that Bethany was told like, oh, Ramona's filming caller? I don't know. I don't even, I or don't maybe know. Maybe they all see the production schedule. Maybe. So maybe. Like, oh, Ramona's filming. I would love to believe that she had no idea Ramona was filming and she just called her to talk. Cause it sounded a little behind the veil to me. Yeah. It sounded a little like you're not playing this game right. And I'm going to call you out. And then Ramona just went in and was like, this is what we've all been saying this whole episode, at least like we're, we all have converged and realized you're actually just not being a positive person. Yeah. And yeah, I think there's a lot going on under Bethany. So I have sympathy and empathy for her, but girl, you've been in therapy, like get your work done. Amador, Dr. Amador who's coming on our show. (laughs) (laughs) 
we'll talk to him about all this. Hopefully, oh my maybe. gosh. Um, so I don't, do you think that Bethany supports other women? I actually don't think she, I, I don't no. think in the history of the show and all her spinoffs, we see Bethany supporting herself and doing everything she can to claw her way to the top, yep. in, which she's done beautifully. Again, yep. she's done beautifully and she's done a lot of great work, but I don't see her ever. I can't think of a one no. instance in the past where she's gone somewhere, supported somebody else's business and actually seemed genuine about it and not try to cut anyone down in the process. I agree. And I'm going to give you a specific example. Alex McCord's Groupon. <laughs> Did you see that? Wait. What? Can no. We, can we just talk, call this off? So there was one time where Bethany tweeted, congrats on your Groupon towels, Alex. Oh, my God. And I think it was meant, I, I feel like Alex probably emailed everyone, all the famous people she knows, and she's like, can you tweet this out? Like, I have this yeah. new line of towels or whatever. <laughs> And they're going to be on Groupon. And so, Bethany, there's a tweet that says, like, congrats on your Groupon towels. So, like, I'm going to do it because I... We'll find it. It's, oh, yeah, we gotta my find out. God. That's amazing. But I don't call that support. I mean, that's probably that's the shade. most that Bethany's ever supported. Uh, to me, that's shady. <laughs> so, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, you know, we've seen different incarnations of Bethany's businesses. And, I, you know, look, I, I have some business courses under my belt, okay? Mm. But it is very strange to me that she's had these longtime assistants that then she promotes to, like... Head of brand slash assistant. Mm -hmm. That means you refuse to see that woman as anything other than your subordinate. Uh And you're not allowing them to grow and Uh actually have their own ownership of the business within your own umbrella. So I see that as an example of her not supporting other women. Because if anything, she should raise these girls from assistants to like head of marketing of her company, let them go flourish and whatevs. But instead she's like always keeping a little bit of a lid on on her assistants. And to me, that seems super weird. I always wonder what happened to Julie because Julie was the one who seemed most with her throughout the growth and everything. And she seemed to trust Julie the most but then Julie left, and I know Julie wanted a more simple life or whatever, and I'm sure mm-hmm. working for her was hellish. Yeah. But we need, a, that time. we need a tell-all from Julie. Well, did you see that Bethany was at her one assistant's wedding this weekend? No. Yeah, in New Orleans. It was a super weird story. I should have sent it to you. I don't know. It's all very strange. But uh, but no, I so don't I, think she supports... I don't think Bethany really does. I think no. she supports herself, and she supports other women in the in her charities, like, but yeah, they're by below her. But she is not, like, <laughs> she's not your good girlfriend that you know is going to like stick up for you um, at a table full of men. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Now this again, another scene where it's like, okay, that's enough. We got enough. Then we get police footage. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) So we see Luann, we see her at her little uh, apartment getting ready to go to Palm beach. And then we her penthouse, her penthouse. Then we see her in, The next footage we see of Luann is in a cop car, in the back of a cop car, and it's like police footage. Night vision. Night vision. (laughs) And I was shocked that they showed it, but then I thought, of course they showed it. Luann wants us to see it, right? Yeah. I don't think... Some people on Twitter was reading, saying, like, I can't believe they showed Luann's arrest footage. And I thought, like, I can. Uh, Yeah. She probably was like, go ahead, play it. Play it. But in the footage, we see her literally say, I'll kill you. Oh, my God. And then it, what does she say? Like, let me out. Let or, me out. And then she slips out of her. She slipped out so oh easy. My I thought she has to have God. done this before. <laughs> you Did texted you me that and I just wrote back, sexually? Like, yeah, yeah, is yeah. that what you mean? <laughs> Did There was this, the, one of the funniest moments. She was on The View this week. She surprised Andy Cohen was a guest on The View. And so she came on and sang happy birthday to him, like as a surprise. She came on set and she's like, happy birthday, doing that one thing. She does. Oh, yeah. She's, so she's then, a new Maryland. So then she's like standing at the table. It's all the girls, Andy, and then Luann's standing in like a headdress. And happy a headdress? Like she was wearing, I don't know, like some 
a lot of accessories. So then Megan McCain says something like, I always use that gif of you saying I went to prison or I'm and, and Oh, the but car So Luann, literally, like, without skipping a beat, she doesn't hear her properly or something. And she goes, oh, you've been there? You've been there? Like, and she takes, she thought Megan was saying, like, I've been, you've been to prison? Or I've, we both been to prison. Yeah. And, like, Luann just, as if everyone's been to prison. It was, <laughs> so, it was just a little moment where it was like, wait, Luann's thought, Luann literally thinks, like, everyone's done it. Also. <laughs> We've all been arrested. I hate to, like, check your privilege at it, but, girl, you did not go to prison. You went to jail. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you saying you went to prison is some white privilege shit. Oh, it was just such a that cop car footage was just I've never been happier. Oh, and that was God. a moment where I was like clapping, singing. I was I was there was a light above me as if angels were calling me to heaven because I was ready to go. Now we talked about this before. To me, I find that moment so dark. So dark. She doesn't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. She seems more than drunk to me. Oh, for sure. Like for, sure. for her to be like, I saw something on Twitter that somebody was like, oh, they cut out the part where she's like, honey, what did I do wrong, honey? Or something yeah, like yeah, calling yeah. that to the cop. It's like, huh? Like, I don't think she knew what was and going also, on. Also, there was too much energy. I feel like if, and this is just me again, like, I don't know that everyone gets like this, but when I get that drunk, mm-hmm. I hit that point where I start to get tired and I'm done, you know, like right. I'm incoherent and I'm. You know, and you're, you're limp. ready to, you're limp and everything. Yeah. And she just seemed too yes, she was a caged energetic animal. or something. Yeah. And it was like, you don't get that energized. Maybe I don't think you get that energized. Well, and of course you know there what? were other emotions going on. She was at her ex's, yeah. Yeah. you know, it was all sorts of things. Yeah. I wish we had the footage from the hotel room because she tried to get in someone else's god, room. I you know that has to exist. Oh my god, I hope it's at the reunion. We see it. Oh, that would be amazing. I would die. But it was so, so good, compelling. And I mean, it's just like this episode. And then there was a to be con- Oh, we saw a little courthouse footage of her. Okay. The courthouse, the judge telling her, are you drinking? No, he was like, I don't. <laughs> you're drinking too The much? best part was like, uh, Luann, these are three felonies. Uh, so you're going to need to get a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, thanks. And he's like, and I don't know, maybe you need to stop drinking. It's like, who is this judge? <laughs> he's like a therapist, like yeah. a life coach. Dr. I love Amador. him. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so good. It was like... I think it was one of the best episodes. It's a new Christmas classic. Like Ooh. I'll watch it every holiday season yeah. alongside Home Alone and Elf. <laughs> it was there. It was giving us everything, and I it, I can't believe that we have this show that is giving us levels of everything. There was high comedy, high drama. There was oh, yeah. edge of your seat, like where you didn't know what was going to happen. There was there was uh, nudity, pyrotechnics. <laughs> <laughs> there was. I mean, it was like the hangover scene. We got that scene of them hungover. Water. Water. We got all sorts of (laughs) levels of everything we could want from entertainment. Oh, my God. It was so satisfying. It was so satisfying. And again, I was like, we have to do an episode about this this episode because it was just too good to pass up. And I I don't feel like I am living my proper life if I'm not talking about it. Pink alert. Yeah. We needed to get this done. Another reason, too, is because next week on the show, we have Bonnie Hunt. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to die. But I knew we wouldn't be able to talk about Housewives stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad that we got to do this. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Find us on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And we have the Facebook group. Last night, I was doing like a live thread as I was oh, watching you were? In the Facebook group. Yeah. So I was like updating my thoughts as I was. Ooh. Watching it. Ooh. <laughs> You're helping sell it. You're selling it. And I'm going to do like a little giveaway in there too. I'm going to do, I had those housewives mugs. Oh yeah. So I'm nice. going to do like a giveaway in there as soon as, um, so hopefully people will join, just find it. Everything iconic on there. Please rate and review us on iTunes, um, or Stitcher. If you listen on Stitcher and what else? I can't Anything wait else? for next week any to other, be continued. Any no, other no, housewives no. stuff? 
Dum, dum, dum. Um, oh, and Leslie was so great, wasn't she? Ah, uh, so good. So Leslie, we have a whole Patreon episode because everyone's saying that Leslie was the best episode. So if you've never so listened to the show, or if this is your first episode, <laughs> <laughs> this is go one. listen to Leslie last week. But also we have a whole bonus episode with Leslie on Patreon, and we got really deep in the mental health stuff. We literally talked to her for two hours. Yeah, she was so <laughs> great. So hopefully she'll be back. Everyone's asking me, like, when's Leslie coming back? And I'm like, I can't, I can't bother her too much. <laughs> Although Chrissy Teigen followed me on Twitter today. Did I tell you this? Yes, so maybe we'll so bug exciting. her to come on. <laughs> I think... <sighs> I don't know that she Chrissy will, Teigen is iconic. She's so Talk iconic. Talk about a glow up on every level. <sighs> Just like her wit, I can't even She's take it. It's so, so good. Smart and funny. And I heard Twitter is probably my favorite Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm into her Instagram now because it's all about cooking and stuff that I wouldn't even eat. But I love watching her and John cook. There was yeah. something this weekend of John like at the grill in shorts. And I was like, yes, I yeah, want to yes, watch daddy. this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end on that note. Okay. I love you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts.